Hey, Seattle hockey fans, the Seattle Kraken, as I told you yesterday, had an announcement today, and it is our first signing of the offseason, and it's a four-year deal. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey. Say Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Thank you for making us a part of your daily routine. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I'm a freelance sports media writer, podcaster, broadcaster, do a little bit of everything. And of course, your host right here of the Locked on Kraken podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast network. We are so excited to have you. Thanks as always for making us a part of your daily routine. And as I mentioned in the open, the everydayers, you know, there was an announcement. It was Ron Francis and he has received a contract extension. And it's wild to think about everything that this franchise has been through in a very short time. And I was reminded when listening to Ron Francis speak to media today that although we're only two seasons in as a hockey team, the franchise has been doing things for years, for double that amount of time, essentially. And... It was very evident from Ron's remarks today that, and and actually Todd Lywicki's as well, that the Seattle Kraken were in such a unique situation on so many levels. We on the show have talked about the expansion draft and things changing after Las Vegas and their expansion draft and that impacting what the Seattle Kraken could do for our expansion draft. And COVID was a massive part of how Ron Francis reflected on the challenges of this franchise, which, of course, you know, intuitively we know that. But it's also just wild to see him reflect, like I said. And the praise, the support that Ron has is really powerful. And it comes from a lot of the things that we talk about on this show each and every day. And I think the reason that we talk about a lot of these things on the show is because Todd Lywicki said today, Ron is a man with a plan. And every day, as you know, I talk about the three to five year plan a lot, frequently, especially in the first season. And It's wild to think that we're already in year two of that, but we get Ron Francis through the 26-27 season. Let me read for you, whether you are watching live on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform of choice, including, of course, Sirius SXM. You can use the Sirius SXM app and search Kraken, and you'll find Locked on Kraken. Here's from the Seattle Kraken statement. I am going to read it. 
The Seattle Kraken today announced general manager Ron Francis has signed a contract extension with the team. The three-year extension will begin at the start of the 2024-25 season. So it's a three-year extension overall, um, but the extension starts in 2024-25. So it's four years, but overall three, if that makes sense. Um, Anyway. I am so pleased to announce that we have extended Ron Francis through the 2026-27 NHL season, said Samantha Holloway, Seattle Kraken co-owner. Ron has done remarkable work over the last four years and deserves his recognition, or this recognition, excuse me. He has built a tremendous team, putting Seattle hockey on the map. He is building for long-term success and is dedicated to our city, our fans, and our community. And so we're going to hear from... Uh, Todd Laiwiki and a little bit from Ron Francis from earlier today in the press conference and then also kind of break down what we think this means regarding the Seattle Kraken and what I think is going to be a very key free agency for this franchise. So let's hear from Todd Laiwiki and then you'll also hear from Ron Francis shortly. Thank you, Sam. Uh, also want to call out Dave Wright, uh, our vice chair. Um, but it's actually a great day for us, but specifically for me, because uh, it's, it's not been the easiest journey, but we, we had goals, we had ideas, we even had dreams. And for me to be sitting here today to sign this guy up, and hopefully this is where this man finishes his career, is an incredible thought, because um, this wasn't easy. But when we introduced Ron, we introduced somebody that had played the game for 23 years, second only to Wayne Gretzky in assists. And hockey is great because you get the same credit for an assist as you do a goal. Two Stanley Cups, three Lady Bings, um, and that is a big deal. I uh, once said two Lady Bings, and Ron later uh, corrected me and said, actually, it was three. but that's, that's for sportsmanship and playing the game the right way. Uh, what an incredible honor to win that once, much less three times. Um, but then he retired and moved to the front office and was everything from uh, a development director to a coach uh, to a general manager. Um, and he built a great team. Um, our first hire in hockey was Alex Mandrecki, and she was kind of my partner as we did the search and you know we did analytics on what happened there in Carolina the roster he built uh, the team in Charlotte that went on and won the Calder Cup Um, you know this guy had an incredible resume but he came into a challenging circumstance you know doing something like this from scratch isn't easy um, much less doing it in the midst of a global pandemic and There's not a day that goes by where I don't think about that circumstance in which we launched this team. Um, And someday another book will be written and we will tell the story of how challenging that really was to recruit people, to recruit players, uh, to build out what he needed to build. But he set out to do it um, and he had a plan. And Ron Francis has a plan. He had that plan from day one. And first was hiring great people three assistant general managers, Jason Botterill, Alex, Ricky Olchek, fantastic. And 
That's a big statement of who he is, is that he surrounds himself with incredibly talented people. Ron was fundamental in building our facilities, the locker rooms, uh, Coachella Valley, uh, you know, and in fact, he got his family involved. And I remember a long weekend where he got drawings back and they weren't what he wanted. And he canceled family plans and the, they gathered around the living room table and, and rebuilt those, but built great facilities. Led the expansion draft. It was different than the first one. Teams were wiser, but Ron had a plan and knew what he wanted to do. Um, smart in the amateur draft. Um, that's a part of our story we probably don't talk enough about, but we are thrilled with where we stand with prospects um, after just two years going into our third now. Um, probably don't talk enough about the American Hockey League team. Um, 32 teams. They all start out with the same dream, and we're in the Final Four now. Um, and that's his team. Uh, others certainly help, but Ron had the vision. And, uh, you know, we, we had some optimism about it. We also had concerns that we would say to a player, hey, we want to call you up uh, to the big club. And he'd say, hey, I have a tea time tomorrow morning. Can I come up on Sunday instead? But the players pulled that jersey on with great pride. But I think long term, he's built a franchise here that looks like Ron Francis. It's competitive, it's balanced, it has grit, it has determination. So today we proudly announce this gentleman is with us at least through the 26, 27 year. And for me, it is a dream come true. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sir. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. <laughs> And we will hear more from Ron Francis on this live episode. Um, but um, I thought it was interesting that uh, Todd Lewicki really pointed out that the AHL is Ron's team. And they talk about it later in the press conference, and the press conference will be made available on YouTube if you want to watch the full thing for yourself. But um, it's not just Coachella Valley being successful this year ron francis and his team had to find us a ahl team to co-parent with as we say a lot here on locked on kraken and the charlotte checkers might not have been a final four team last year but it was the stepping stones the building blocks and a lot of those players alexander true max mccormick joey decord are the leaders that we see taking on the milwaukee admirals in the western conference finals in play for the the Calder Cup. So, you know, I I again, I said it a few times. You heard how many times Todd said it just in that clip that I played you. Ron is a man with a plan. So what is that plan? We're going to talk about that certainly on today's episode, definitely throughout the offseason as we lead up to free agency and likely until we see just how far Ron Francis can take this team and how long it's going to take to reach the highest height, put a really good notch in our belt this past season. So what comes next? What are the stakes? And can Ron Francis and his staff live up to now the expectations that come being a general manager, the first ever, and I'll talk about that coming up next, but the first ever general manager of the Seattle Kraken. We'll get into all of that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. 
Today's episode, though, of Locked on Kraken brought to you by FanDuel. And now is a really great time to take a look at what FanDuel has to offer because not only are we getting the Stanley Cup Finals or Stanley Cup Final, excuse me, starting on Saturday, but the NBA Finals as well. And you, that means, have a chance for a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 every day. As you know, this is an increase. $2,500 no sweat first bet, the bonus bets. Here's how it works. There are, it's first of all, let's talk about the app. It's a safe and secure app. There are great promotions that run every day and you get pay, your payouts instantly. You're not waiting for things to process. All of it is good to go. So visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to get a no sweat first bet. Up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com backslash locked on. Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Man, I wish we had a no sweat first bet uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, things like picking for the draft and the like. But uh, thank you as always for making Locked on Crack and a part of your daily routine. Again, we're talking about Ron Francis and the announcement today was that he has been extended through the 2026-27 season. It's a three-year extension, but that's four years from now from this season. And I've talked about, and Allison Lucan has been on the show. She and I have talked about it. I talk about it, again, every day, as you know this, but the three- to five-year plan. We're in year two of the three- to five-year plan. And I say my big, bad, bold prediction is that the Seattle Kraken will win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. And a part of the reason that I made that prediction, other than to be a little salacious, right, and to, to you know, just uh, have something to talk about long term. But um, it's because of what you heard Todd Liewicki say and what Ron Francis continues to say to us in media is that this Seattle Kraken team is built in a manner in, when, in which when they make the playoffs, they want to be a perennial playoff contender. Evergreen want to be a part of the playoff picture. And later in this press conference, you hear Ron Francis say in a little bit of a Q&A at the end. Again, check out our YouTube page where you can watch the full press conference. But Ron Francis talking about you want to put your team in a position to make the playoffs. Because if you can make the playoffs, anything can happen. That's the magic of any postseason um, in any sport. And Ron gets that. You heard Todd Lywicki also talk about just all of the accolades, all of the things, and and quite honestly, it's the respect, the respect that Ron Francis commands. And um, so in the press release, I want to go back to the press release real quick. They talk, of course, about Ron Francis and his pedigree in the NHL. Um, and so he's um, a Hockey Hall of Famer. Two-time Stanley Cup winner, played 23 seasons, you heard that, in the NHL. Uh, 1798 points, 549 goals, 1249 assists, and you heard 
second only to some guy. I think his name is Wayne. I think he was in the he was in those uh, Mighty Ducks movies. So D two to be example, uh, to be exact. Excuse me. But I think he's also on TNT. Of course, I'm joking. Um, Wayne Gretzky, but um, it's it's just amazing what he was able to contribute. And I had Allison Lucan on the show early when we started the show because she wrote this amazing piece on leadership. And yes, she talked about this model and this theory of leadership development that I studied in school and absolutely love. But even putting that to the side, the piece is all about the Tuckman's model and that you have to go through these phases of team building. And it's, you know, you get the first phase is that everyone's excited. So again, I've got, I got to work with at the time NHL Seattle when they revealed the name Seattle Kraken. And that's the perfect example of the kind of forming stage. You're creating an identity and that's exciting. Some people obviously don't, you know, didn't, latch on to the brand right away. I was one of the people that did. But um, it's something that's exciting. You, you know, you make it something that is just going to be all encompassing and inclusive. And that the Seattle Kraken did that. We're able to do that. Great. Then you have the forming stage. And in this stage, you start putting the aces in places. And that's what Todd Lightwicky was talking about, that the first thing Ron Francis did when he was named general manager was find his assistant GMs and really find people that he knew and that he knew he could learn from and that he could trust to do their job. And so thinking of Alex, who was mentioned, and the data-driven, not just... um, recruitment that happens as a staff and a player level, but also in storytelling. I mean, Alison Lucan is a self-proclaimed data-driven storyteller and it it's a through line. It's, it's a level of, um, I want to say kind of intellect that the Seattle Kraken team has through and through. And then with Todd and Ron seems to share this, but the Seattle Kraken also embrace a, a, a unique set of principles regarding a curiosity and a way of thinking and a diversity of thoughts. And I don't mean like DEI diversity, like let's be cool to women and black people. I mean, of course, I'm being facetious there because I am a black woman, also Latina. But my point being is that people say that. I mean, look at what's happening with the Dodgers right now, right? People say that, but they don't always put that into practice. Yes, the Seattle Kraken have a very diverse pool of people that work for them at every level. Still got to do some work on the ice. Still got to do some work on the ice. And that, I think the Seattle Kraken are an example of that diversity does not hurt the product. It enhances it. And the three to five year plan is all about getting those aces in places. And when you get to the stage where we're at now, so you've got the the storming or excuse me, the the creation stage where everyone's coming together. Then you have the storming stage where things are really tough. And that was kind of the first season. And you you know that in that 
phase, people are going to start jockeying for positions. So it's not all like, hey, we're all a Seattle Kraken, like one team, one sound. You know, a lot of people say that and there's a time for that. And you have to know that every individual brings something unique and specific, or at least they should. And in the storming stage is when those individuals either latch on to their role, they jockey for more of a role or a different role, or they leave or are asked to, to leave, I guess. Uh, and that's hard. That's difficult. And so this is an ongoing, it's cyclical. It's, it's not like you get through all the stages and then it's like, whoa, we're good for life. No, every season is all of this all over again. And Ron Francis understands that. And yeah, I know for some people this is heady and it's like, what does this have to do with hockey? It has everything. It has everything to do with hockey and the trust. And the perfect example that I can give, and I didn't necessarily, I mean, I also for the drama, but I was a little bit, I pushed back, I should say, on this notion that, Ron Francis at the trade deadline said, hey, we don't need any big moves. We have what we need. And I was like, all right. I mean, do do we have what we need? And I mean, the answer is yes and no. The answer is yes, because in season two, we had what we needed, what was what made sense for us now without giving away opportunities in the future. And that's what Ron Francis was saying in a nutshell. And it's something that, and again, Dave Haxtell, he pushed back when I mentioned this to him a little, and not in a bad way. I, I know I keep saying it, but I don't mean it in a bad way. Um, but Dave Haxtell, I always talk about this because it was just such an interesting time for this franchise. Dave Haxtell once said in a media availability that he didn't doubt his players and that they had what it takes in them innately. The question at hand was whether the team was willing to do what it takes to get to the next level. That's what Dave Haxtell, the head coach, had been saying right around January. I keep saying, and I know this because I caught up with the team around that time early in the year. On the road, I, I'm. We must have been in Jersey, I want to say, um, and that stood out to me because I had a lot of questions on structurally whether we were built. You know, I talk about it all the time. I don't think we have the type of defender that we need. But you know what happened this year? Vince Dunn stepped up. You know what else happened? Adam Larson stepped up. Um, Martin Jones came up massive for us early in the season, which is why I am still bummed. Nobody asked for him for an exit interview. I can't believe that. Anyway, again, I, I we keep getting news, but I'm going to rant on that on a forthcoming episode. So when Ron Francis at the trade deadline said, we have what we need, that was him and Dave Haxtell getting the team through the storming stage and now to the performing stage. The roles have been established. Any, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but any tension 
or disagreements or jockeying for position and power is in the past. We have established that this is our team. This is who we are. This, these are the roles that we are occupying and we agree to them. Maybe that's not what we were recruited for. Maybe we've been asked to change roles or we petitioned to do something else, but this is our team. That's what Ron Francis was saying. He was getting us to the performing stage. And then what happened? We did hit a little bit of a lull after that. And that's when I was asking, hey, did that get to our heads? You know, did it get to our heads that Ronnie's like, we got what we need? Got through that little hiccup. And then we performed when it mattered the most. We performed in the postseason and got 14 games in the postseason in our second season with a team that looks drastically different than the Vegas Golden Knights did when they made their playoff run in their first season. He's a genius. You're a wizard, Ron. You're a wizard. I think he's fantastic. The, I And, you know, you heard Todd talk about, you know, we'll write a book about this later. I hope they do. I want to get into the mind of Ron Francis. I find him fascinating, in case you can't tell. I find him fascinating. Coming up next, though, let's talk about what this means for Coachella Valley this year and the Seattle Kraken for the next three years out of what I believe is their three- to five-year plan. That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We're going live with this one. And, you know, if you're watching, I see there's someone watching live. Hello. Thank you for watching with us. Um, this one, you know, I, I, again, I just, I just really like Ron Francis. Didn't know much about him. I'm not going to lie. Came from the women's hockey landscape. Uh, you know, I knew about the Whalers and the Hurricanes and the, and the Penguins and stuff like that. Hockey Hall of Fame, sure. Got all of that. But I didn't really know the guy. I mean, I still don't really know the guy. You know, I've talked to him a few times, but I got, I've gotten to see how he moves a little bit more and I like it. And I love, and I mean, I love that Todd Lywicki said in the press conference today, if we as a Seattle Kraken team are built like Ron Francis, we're in a good position. And for me, nobody personifies what Ron Francis stands for as a hockey player and likely as a human being than Maddie Beneers, our first ever draft pick. I mean, it's uncanny. The gentlemen even look similar. <laughs> But, um, and, you know, of course, Ron joked around saying, you know, they're faster than I am. But it's this blue collar, high IQ, I will work, no one will work, outwork me mentality that has led the Seattle Kraken to success. Jared McCann came in this year saying, I want to, I want to go to the playoffs. I want to win a championship. First player that we signed to a contract extension, Yanni Gord. I'm not even talking figuratively. I think Yanni Gord would literally bust through walls to accomplish his goals. That's his intensity. And not in like a brute or um, unpleasant way. 
that's how like how hot the desire burns inside of him. Then you have, I mentioned Vince Dunn. Uh, you know, you have even even Philip Grubauer, who's a little bit of a conundrum for me at times, but he handles himself. You know, I know the nickname is the German gentleman, and it's likely because it it rhymes, right? But he is a true gentleman. I always say he will not defy his team. Neither does Dave Haxtell. There's just a way that the Seattle Kraken do things. We, you know, and I'm going to go off script here a little. There's no script, but I'm going to take a little bit of a detour here. The Seattle Kraken team have never had any conflicts or controversies when it comes to pride, when it comes to um, supporting their team. When it comes to doing the work, you never hear them, like I said, speak ill of their teammates, their coach, their GM, or anyone in the organization, as far as I know. Because there's just an expectation of who gets to wear the Seattle Kraken uniform. And I think what points to it is the Seattle Kraken, even when they do their media, they are the only team that I've seen do a Black History Month roundtable with players, not giving a player a script to read and saying Black Lives Matter. No NHL team has ever said that. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not like that. From what I understand with that Black History Month roundtable, um, and I haven't watched it, and I'll tell you why I haven't watched it, and this probably will surprise people. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to be disappointed. Because that's the that's the bar that's been set in professional sports. I'm not just going to put this on hockey. But the bar is so low in professional sports that I did not want to expose myself to disappointment and have to shoulder the burden of watching something that is allegedly supposed to be for me but makes me extremely uncomfortable. I didn't want to have to do that. So to this day, I have not watched that. But in having conversa conversations with Everett Fitzhugh, with JT, JT Brown, just in casual conversations as I catch up with the team on the road, my understanding is that the team had an idea and they pitched it to the players. And then the players showed up on their own. They were asked, but they weren't told. And that, to me, being able to have a conversation, there are no black players on the Seattle Kraken. And somehow, my take is that in men's hockey in particular, not exclusively, but we're talking about the NHL right now, that if you don't identify in insert qualifier that you will do the minimum of what it takes but beyond that having a conversation expressing yourself and how you feel uh, I think it was Alex Wenberg right and his fiance I'm not sure if they're married I can't remember and his partner you know making sure to donate clothes to I believe it's an LGBTQ IA plus organization or something to that effect and choosing to do those kinds of things not because a hockey is for everyone month is telling them to do that but because that's who they are 
you don't those I don't think people realize that that takes work. And I say this as someone who, again, often asks teams to perform when it comes to some of those things in a specific, I, I try not, what I'm trying to say is I try not to tell people how to show up for marginalized communities, but I do challenge them to show up. And the Seattle Kraken is a perfect example of that. They don't do everything the way that every other NHL team is doing it. They find ways to do it themselves. And that all relates. I know we're talking about Ron Francis, but in my mind, it all relates. It's it's all related. And I'm just so freaking proud. I'm so honored. I'm so thankful that I got to come into covering the National Hockey League through this franchise. I think Ron Francis is an amazing leader. I think he would be an amazing leader if you took him outside of hockey. If you ever wanted to take what he knows in hockey and apply it elsewhere, he would be successful because he's focused on principles. And he knows hockey. Hockey is the thing he knows. But he's applying principles that people like me went paid money to study in school. It's amazing. I have spoken much longer than I thought I would, but I really enjoy learning from Ron Francis. I enjoy learning about leadership from the Seattle Kraken. And yes, I am learning hockey in a different way by covering an NHL team. And I enjoy that as well, much more than I thought I ever would. Because again, this team does things differently and in a good way. So that's our live show for today. Ron Francis is with us. Uh, again, Maddie Veneers, Wenberg, Larson, Vince Dunn, Jared McC- I mean, I could literally go down the list. Ty Cartier. We have so much integrity in this organization. And unfortunately, that's rare. If you're an everydayer, you've heard me speak especially probably days after I just caught up with the team on the road about how refreshing it is to be a part of a community that truly supports you. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman. I don't know if it's because I'm black, because I'm Latina, or because I come from women's hockey, or because I don't work for a mainstream media outlet. But it's probably all of those, all of those things. But I don't get the same level of fellowship (laughs) other places that I've been in longer as I do when I show up to cover the Seattle Kraken. People want to get to know you. They, we read each other's work. We support each other. And sometimes I get feedback, Erica, you know, you're the expert. You have to, you know, claim things for yourself. And yeah, of course, my thoughts are my own. I don't have a problem owning that. And the reason I fit in with the Seattle Kraken Media Corps is because we are not ashamed to learn from each other. We are not afraid to give credit where credit is due. And we're always going to lift each other up. This is a special organization. If you are a Seattle Kraken hockey fan, I'm so happy for you. I'm genuinely happy for you. And it has nothing to do with the 14 games in the postseason. And I really hope if you take anything away from this live rant of mine, I hope you enjoy that. I hope you enjoy that. 
because I don't, I'm really, I'm getting emotional here because <laughs> when the Seattle Kraken win the Stanley Cup, you'll know that it was won through hard work, dedication, and integrity. And damn, that's going to feel really good. That's going to feel amazing. And so I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for this franchise. Obviously happy for Ron Francis. And we're going to talk on another show about what this is going to look like on the ice. And a lot of that is going to be informed by what Ron Francis does this offseason. And yes, I want there to be moves made defensively. So I, I thought I was going to get to that on this show, but obviously I had just a lot in me. And again, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, Seattle hockey fans. I really mean that. And I'm happy that you have invited me into this space. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Whew. So be kind to yourselves and to each other. We have three more years with Ron Francis. And look what we got in season two. The best is yet to come for us. So hold fast. Stay true. And you know what I tell you. Say it loud and proud. Let's go Kraken. Michael, I just saw your comment. So I apologize. I was on my soapbox. But yes, I'm really excited to see what Ron Fr Francis has planned for the future as well. It's going to be great. And, you know, I'm going to be here to talk about it. Because he has a plan. And you don't have to take my word for it. Because Todd Lightwicky said it time and time again as well. This man has a plan. And I believe in it. I do. You know, um, I do. I believe in it. And I'm thankful that he's with us for the next four seasons. Three-year extension for Ron Francis. It was announced today. Thank you so much. Like I say, hold fast, stay true. I'll catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace out, everybody.